Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Welcome to episode 114 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is, what's your biggest fear? Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the totally fearless T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B., how are you today? (laughs) Totally fearless, huh? I don't think any listener, any dedicated listener would ever describe me as totally fearless. They don't know you how I know you, T.B. Oh, you're saying behind the scenes I'm totally fearless. Yeah, Um, this is all a facade. Before I get into stuff, I have to apologize. Um, I'm going to be freewheeling this episode because I didn't have a lot of time to prep for it. But when I get through what I've been up to, I think you'll realize why I'm a bit kind of loopy today. Anywho, so first up, are you ready to hear something you don't hear much of, at least by me? I am. You were right. Fill me in. So you were right. The Love Project, which I submitted to ACX, sailed through ACX. I wasn't expecting this book to go live until the end of May, and it went live at the end of April. Like, it's like a whole new company now. What's going on? I actually had to scramble to get the announcement of, um, I had the announcement of, hey, it actually went live in my newsletter, because I I had to figure, I I already had the newsletter scheduled, and I had to go at it. The long weekend, uh, having taken a little while, then sort of just just leapt leapt through all the stages and went live and then uh hot london nights went live in three weeks so it... new stuff well i'm hoping i'm hoping this is the way forward for them and it's not just like a, a fluke this is correct and for those of you who are not unsure what uh who tb is talking about it is of course acx the back end of uh, audible so uh, these are our new audiobooks live from tb and me we're spoiling, yes. we're spoiling the listeners, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. On the writing front, <laughs> I've switched my focus now from JJ to uh, Lizzie and GLH. I have a June 1st edit, which was originally supposed to be for the um, final draft of JJ. And I think everyone who's been following this podcast for the past month know that's not happening. JJ is nowhere near the final draft. JJ is nowhere near being a draft anymore. I have to get the last two episodes of GLH ready for the June 1 edit, and each episode's about 10K. They're mostly written. I think each episode right now has 6K, so obviously this is not going to be a hard one to get over the finish line, and it does seem to be make the most sense to me. But as of now, there's, there's nothing happening on JJ. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on with JJ. I do think the 18K I have written on JJ, I think that's ending up in the trash can. Really? It's going to be a painful day to hit delete on that, but um, I think I have to. You're going to start so, again Start again from fresh? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. And now, for the reason why I am just kind of freewheeling and a little bit loopy today, I got my second Moderna jab on Saturday. Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I haven't got a new line. <laughs> I know, that was your one job. <laughs> From a lot of people, the second jab is much harder than the first jab. And, um, yeah, it kind of sucked. I mean, it wasn't I wasn't terribly ill, but I was extremely exhausted, and I had such a mental fog. Like, I don't think I could have spelled my own name if required to. I 
haven't been doing much since I got the vaccine jab, which is why when I started prepping for these episodes, I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. I'm just going to write some shit down. <laughs> just kind of make it up as I go along. But I, I, I was a little surprised by my attitude on the weekend because pre-COVID, pre all of my illness from 2020 and all of the stress from 2020, I probably would have tried to push myself to get some stuff done because that's just how I was. I mean, I used to work really long days. I used to work till eight or nine, 10 o'clock at night each day. And now after COVID, I'm just like, uh-uh, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So I watched a lot of movies. I sat on my couch and watched a lot of movies and I have not really done any work. Good for you. You're refilling the well, TB. It's all part of uh, the creative process. Any any good movies? Um. Well, that's a weird thing because I'm I'm watching movies that I never normally would watch, but I think I'm bored. I think my brain is craving something completely different, and I can't really do much. So, um, I've been watching um the Marvel movies, like the Avengers and Iron Man and stuff. Because um, not to insult the Marvel universe or anything, but if you just kind of watch it and you're not trying to figure out how all the different characters and pieces fit in, because it's a very elaborate universe. But if you just watch it for like the blowing up of shit and then cheering on for the good guys against the bad guys. It's pretty easy to watch when you are in a mental fog. I mean, the things blow up and you're like, oh, that's bad. Good guys win. You're like, oh, that's good. good. I mean, that, that was my extent of my thinking abilities this weekend. And I know for the fans of the series or the, the whole universe, it's much more complicated. But I wasn't trying to piece the, um, put everything together. I was just enjoying it. Yes. Good. Well, I'm pleased that you're giving yourself a rest when you need a rest. I, I don't think I've put any new words to the page for over a week now. Not just because of the job, but I was also trying to work on some other stuff in life. So that's my life over here. What about you? Well, today um, I've had a little bit of a I had, a... I had a stressful morning, not going to lie. So I, I, don't, I think I told you I was applying for an Irish passport. Uh, and then an Irish passport, because uh, my mum is originally from Ireland, so I can apply for an Irish passport. The Irish passport has to be completed within six months and my six month application started in October and then I needed to send them one more bit of documentation. Ireland locked down in November and then my passport application got refunded in March because the six months ran out and Ireland was still locked down so I couldn't send the document in. <laughs> so I had to start again from scratch which is very annoying. So I did that this morning and it's all gone, all gone to the Irish passport office so that's good. But while I went went to, uh, also a, a poster was delivered for my office today. So I've got some new artwork for the walls, which is very nice. But when the uh, post uh, guy gave me the poster tube, what I didn't realise was it had a little, uh, a little friend on it. So I brought the poster in and whatever was on the poster jumped onto my chest, i.e. a massive spider. Uh, so I looked down, I brought the poster into the dining room and I looked down and there's a spider on my chest. So I dropped the poster tube, <laughs> so started brushing my chest and um, luckily, strangely, I stopped, I didn't scream because my wife was on a one-to-one uh, -on -one with her boss in the same room because she was in our dining room. So I managed to scream internally but not externally and so that freaked me out for um, a good half an hour. And then I had a, a first call with my first reader of my uh, upcoming novel, uh, giving me her feedback. So it's been a it's been a busy day. So a spider attack. I yeah. was not. Ex I mean, you would prep me that you've had a stressful day, but spider attack. Yes, yeah, spider attack. And I not, like that. It kind of goes with the whole. I've been watching. 
watching the Marvel Universe. Like, <laughs> this is like something that's not normally... We don't normally talk about spider attacks or Iron Man. No. Yes. Uh, and maybe, TV, maybe I've got bitten by that spider and now I'm going to be Spider-Woman. What do you think? We can only help. I mean, I would look <laughs> fuck it, fucking fantastic in a cat suit, I think. Isn't that Catwoman in a cat suit? <laughs> Doesn't Spider-Woman get in a cat suit? They've all got a lot of lycra. Let's let's you know. So it's all it's all cat suity type stuff, isn't it? I haven't watched that part. I think that's DC. Or I don't know. Okay. There's probably we're Get- probably making all of the fans cringe right now by our inability to put certain simple facts together. Uh, you know. I'm just gonna say I had my Moderna jab and I'm in a brain fog. <laughs> I love your trying to get specific because I've never seen any of these movies. The only one I've ever seen is Superman. Superman. That's because I was. Was that a recent one or like back from our childhood with Christopher Reeve? The childhood one, and that's what I was going to say. The only reason I went to see Superman was because I was taken as a child. Uh, would I have chosen it? Probably not. Uh, so I wouldn't. Not really my bag. Okay, so I know you haven't watched Star Wars or any superheroes. Have you watched any Disney movies? I try not to. But have you watched any? <laughs> I try not to. But I'm not dissing anybody who likes the the superheroes or Disney. Each to their own. I'm a rom-com girl. That's it. All right. Well, if you watch some superheroes, you may have known how to react to this whole spider attack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Real life experience. If I turn into if I turn into Spider Woman, uh, you know, it's going to be. I'm going to have these spider webs coming out of my hands i'm not very happy about that so anyway back to my week back to my week so i got the um the feedback from my first reader i'm a little bit well it's good great feedback but i'm a little bit freaked out by it because she says it's my best book yet does this mean that all your fans are going to be screaming for more historical romance <laughs> maybe and i i'm already kind of you know thinking that i will write another one in fact i know i will because i've got already got an idea for another one from doing the research of this book so I quite did quite enjoy going back to a different time I have to say and I think because it's also in London so you know it was interesting researching the history of my city the thing I like about history is is looking up about people do you know what I mean it's like I don't I'm not interested in the history of castles and shit like that but I, you know I did do a, a PhD in sociology I'm interested in people do you know what my specialty was when I studied history? Castles? The history of everyday life. Yes, you have told me that before, yes. Yeah, I studied this what, like, I didn't, I mean, all the all the big important events are important in history, but I studied how did the little person or little, yeah, the little person survived all the major changes in life. Yes, so uh, I think I did find that quite interesting, and it, and you know, it was quite nice writing about something different because even though it was London, it's a very different London uh, to the one that I live in now. So um, yeah, so that's good. So I've got to just put the uh, changes in that she suggested, and you know the ones that I agree with, and then I might give it to someone else before because it goes to the editor on May the thirty first. So I've got a bit of time, but I might send it to my editor early. I'm not quite sure. So that's good. It's good to, when you get your first reader uh, says good things, right? Yes, excellent. That that's always hearing from the first reader is always the most uh, uncomfortable time. But since you, if you do send it early, can you just finish um, "Girl Love Happens" for me since you have some extra time? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I've got nothing else to do. Send it over. Give, just give me JJ, and I can write that for you. <gasps> yes, <laughs> please write JJ. Uh, sharing is caring. Anyway, um, 
And also, I keep having ideas for books as I'm falling off to sleep and it's really distracting. Last week I couldn't sleep very well because I just kept having ideas and they were all brilliant ideas uh, at one o'clock in the morning and then not so good. Uh, and then when I, st I sat down I thought, right, I'm going to write it down and then it was all a bit, you know, wibbly. So, uh, but in other news I have outlined, uh, I'm halfway through outlining a another book. Um, and I've started doing a little bit of writing, but it feels weird because I haven't written first draft words for quite a while. I mean, I know you said a week, but I haven't done first draft words for ages. So it always takes me a little bit of time to wind back up uh, into into the mode, but I will. But um, yeah, so I'm at a, a outline the new book phase at the moment because I want to get some stuff done before we go away. Oh yeah, you have a, you have a, a um, holiday coming up here, don't you? We do. Other news, we are of course recording this a little bit ahead, but this goes out on May the 17th. May the 17th is our wedding anniversary. So uh, tonight we're actually, it's also in good news and bad news, because in good news, today is the day that the UK hospitality industry reopens, so we can actually eat indoors, because we can go inside a restaurant. Bad news is that it's the first day of opening, so everywhere we tried to get a, a reservation was full. <laughs> uh, but we have actually, we did actually manage to get a reservation, so we are going out for dinner in a place we haven't been before tonight. So that'll be nice. So um, final thing is a guy in Poland contacted me, and he is setting up an LGBTQ plus library in Poland. Now I don't know if you know um, the, all the far right terribleness that's going on in Poland and they've declared some areas of their country LGBTQI plus free zones. So it's not a great time for the um, queer community in Poland. So there's a guy called um, Philip, uh, I can't remember his surname offhand but I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, basically he's asking if anybody feels that they're able to, would they send queer books into him and he's setting up a library uh, for queer books in his hometown for all the um, gay community there. So uh, if you are a writer and you've got some books and you'd like to send them to Philip, we will put the link in the show notes uh, and yeah, do send him some books. I just sent him some books today. Excellent. And what a what a good response to the hatefulness. Doesn't this come out right after we kind of a couple of weeks ago, we discussed the haters are going to hate. And um, yeah, it seems to be ratcheting up again. Yes. Well, especially in Poland, which is such a shame because, you know, um, I was sort of, sort of saying to him that uh, Yvonne and I went to Poland two years ago and we had a, such a lovely time and the people were so lovely and the cities were just amazing. Like we went to Rauklau, which is not how you say it in Polish, but it's how you say it if you're not Polish. Um, and it was such an amazing sort of high-tech modern city. And then we went to the mountains and we did some hiking and it was just beautiful. Uh, and the food was amazing and the people were amazing. So the thing is, you know, it's... It's not, it's not most of Poland again. It's just the, the small minority. Let's hope that they overcome. And just small things like this, I think he said he's been overwhelmed with the uh, gay community coming together and sending him books. So that's lovely. Excellent. And how would you say Raukau in French? Because you're <laughs> such a whiz at French. <laughs> Me and languages, we're just like that. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to comments. Comment on to what you got. First up, we have a comment from Yvonne. Yvonne has tried to uh, buy us a coffee, but technology is plotting against her, so we appreciate you trying. Um, we have a comment from Zoe. Now, I wasn't sure what Zoe was referencing, but I was going to read the comment because it's kind of funny, especially since I've been struggling so much with JJ. Um, Zoe said, I just read this out loud to my partner, and yes, I did read it correctly, but she started to giggle because she thought I said, 
that TB was looking for tits to unblock her brain. I don't know what she read out loud, but um, maybe tits would help me unlock my brain. <laughs> I think Is you... that the solution to JJ, to surround myself with a bunch of tits? <laughs> I think you just got the solution to most of life's, uh, life's questions, right? Tits. There we go. Tits, tits solve everything. And we just dropped an episode uh, on yesterday about boobs. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, those was words we shouldn't use for boobs, but um, it's kind of ironic to me. Mm. Anyways, we also have a comment from Barbara, who I believe was commenting on the Lady Bits episode, and she can't, or Barbara can't believe that uh, we're taking away the word nub. I don't remember mentioning nub. Did you say don't use nub for clit? Uh, I would say it again. Well, Barbara disagrees, and um, I, I really don't have a, an opinion right now. <laughs> have I mentioned I, I'm still having a little bit of brain fog? <laughs> yeah, so nub. Let us know, listeners. Is Claire right? Is nub on the uh, the no-go <laughs> clit zone? <laughs> or can we start using it again? I don't know. Let us know. Do you have comments before I move on to buy us a coffee? I've got two comments. Uh, Fung says she loves listening to the podcast for my accent, TB. Soz like. She lives in Washington in the US and is a sucker for a British accent. So I'm here to help. Uh, and Rachel got into contact to say she loves the podcast and our dry sense of humour. All right. So buy us a coffee. We have uh, two people to thank today. Um, M. Segura, uh, I'm not sure if that's actually the name. It's the email address that was left. So I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. M. Segura thanks us both for our wonderful stories and allowing allowing to keep the hope that one day she will find a happy ending. I thought that was a nice comment. Very nice. And we also have a comment from Fiona who says, I keep forgetting to buy you a coffee each week. So thank you very much. And I think I said we only had two comments. I'm now reading that there's three. So my math streak is continuing. <laughs> you would think counting the three would be easy enough, but it's not. We have a comment from Kathy who absolutely loves the podcast and the podcast uh, helped Kathy get through the pandemic. So Kathy thanks us both and we thank you, Kathy, for everything. We thank all of you, all of you who have bought us coffees or who listen and support us. We appreciate everybody. Thank you. Uh, let's get on to the topic, which is what is your biggest fear? Now, TB, when I asked my wife this, she said, oh, she's Australian. So uh, her first thing was uh, snakes, spiders. Now, I've just shown you that I've just... My biggest fear is not spiders. I mean, I I, I didn't even scream. It was all internal. Uh, but <laughs> yes, uh, so I, I don't live in Australia and, and never have. So I, it wasn't initially snakes and spiders because I think, you know, in Australia, the spiders are, the one that I had on me would be considered small. Uh, it ain't no huntsman. So I didn't have any uh, animal related fears. Any animal related fears on your end? Well, just that one night in uh, Botswana when I thought I was going to be killed by a hippo, but other than that, no. <laughs> so what's your biggest fear? Okay, so when you asked me this question, when you proposed this question for the episode, I was like, so are we writing our biggest fear in our personal life, or are we writing our biggest fear in writing? And you said both, so I'm going to tackle the personal one first. Um, I'm terrified of fire. Absolutely terrified of fire. I don't use matches, lighters, or grills. I've never grilled my own burger. Um, that's the better half job. I will not go anywhere near a fire. I hate the fact that I have a gas oven in my apartment because, you know, you have to, like, click it, and it has to, like, burst into flames, and it scares me every fucking time. 
I'm not sure where this fear came from. I have a couple ideas. When I was a kid, a friend of a friend of mine, her house burned down. So that there was that, but I wasn't there. I only heard her house burned down. I didn't like experience it in any other way, shape, or form. I only heard, oh, my house burned down. And then, and also another friend, which I did witness this. It was on a Fourth of July, and she set her leg on fire with a sparkler. That was a not a fun experience. So I think that was the genesis of the fear of fire. These two childhood experiences. And then um, it just progressively got worse. And when we first moved into our Dublin flat, I think it was back in 2016, we were really just settling into our flat. We hadn't hooked up the internet yet. We didn't have a television. So we were sitting in our uh, flat and we were just playing cards because that's all we could do. It was kind of relaxing, like not having to worry about tech. But while we were sitting at our kitchen table playing cards, all of a sudden I was like, do you smell that? And my partner who's a smoker can't ever smell anything. So um, I opened the uh, apartment door, the front door, and like the entire stairwell was just filling up with smoke. And I was like, I think there's a fire. (laughs) Luckily the fire was minimal. Uh, What had happened was a smoker had flicked a cigarette and it landed in the control panel. We had a control panel where you could like buzz the doors, but it was kind of pulled away from the wall a bit. And it just, happened to land in there and set something on fire luckily the um shop that was on the ground floor next door to us was under construction so people were in there because it was a weekend people were in there and one of the um, guys just grabbed a fire extinguisher and put it out and then the fire trucks came and they they doused the shit out of that with water like they just were like aiming their hose and it was just gone it did not help my fear of fire which only gets worse it just keeps getting worse each year yeah, I mean, um, I do agree with you about those gas uh, ovens. I used to hate gas ovens when I was little, uh, and especially gas grills. If you had a gas grill, so you know what the grill is. You call it a broiler in, in America. I'm learning these things from uh, recipes I'm looking at. I'm like, what the fuck is a broiler? Oh, it's a grill. Okay. So um, the, the grill, uh, it used to be gas, so it was like a grill hood. And you used to have to get the match and strike it and then light it and then it would light right across like this blue sort of yeah I didn't like that as a kid and uh, <laughs> and you used to have to light it with an actual match like at least I've, we've got an electric oven and a gas hob and uh, uh, gas hobs are much better but I wouldn't have to like wouldn't like to light it like you know it's automatic I understand that and obviously if you've uh, witnessed fires that's understandable yeah especially witnessing a friend catch on fire that yes was... that was that's not good <laughs> that was fucking traumatic and <laughs> i know we la- have a little laugh well i mean fortunately it was um it was managed pretty quickly i mean she did have burns on her legs but it could have been much worse and she she's fine and they has... say sparklers are safe i i disagree <laughs> oh no sparklers used to scare the shit out of me when i was a child because all those um adverts of like don't pick up the end that you've just been playing with and then all these kids would turn up with like bandaged hands and i'd be like i'm not fucking touching sparklers i'm a virgo i was very worried about things so um yeah uh so do any of your characters have this trait in them off the top of my head i have to say no but i mean i obviously i've written a lot of characters so i don't know but i don't think i've ever put my whole fear of fire into a story i don't know why because i think that's a common fear Maybe I should maybe I should develop a character just based on her fear of fire. Yes. That's it. That's her whole backstory. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have to put her in a fire to overcome the fear. So yeah. That might be too traumatic for you. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Especially if it involves a sparkler or a gas oven. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Go the whole hog. 
So I was thinking about this. My greatest fears changed as I got older. So it used to be, if you'd asked me this 10 years ago, it would have been someone close dying. But I'm not so scared of that anymore. And that's not because somebody hugely close to me has died. And I've, I've been like, oh, I'm over that one now. Because <laughs> I don't think that's how, you know, dealing with death and grief works. Um, but I guess, you know, I've had deaths in my family, but they've all, in my family, they've all been, you know, elderly aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, their time of life to die. So not, I had a friend die a couple of years ago and that was unexpected. But I think it's just that as you get older, you get, you kind of maybe expect it. You're more equipped to deal with it. I don't know. I don't think that is my biggest fear anymore, which is weird, isn't it? Um, I was just interested to see how fears evolve. I think my biggest fear in life and in writing, so they're both the same, is... Interesting. Yeah, is that I'll have an, a health issue that would stop me living my life. Um, now, again, if you'd have asked me 20, 30, maybe 30 years, 20, 25, let's go 25. If you'd have asked me 25 years ago, what's your biggest fear? I wouldn't have been losing my health. But I think as you get older, uh, probably, your health is always the biggest thing. And if you can hang on to your health, then everything else is, you know, a lot better, isn't it? Healthy, I suppose, in mind and in body. So if I had some kind of health issue that would stop me writing, because I think that if I couldn't write, I would be sad. Um, and that's not just for doing it for a job, it's just for doing it for my own pleasure and mental health. If I couldn't do all the things that I like to do, like walk and do yoga and stuff like that, because of a health issue, then I think that is my biggest fear. Because if I haven't got good health, then um, yeah, I think that would really impact me. Have you ever had a health scare? No. See, I've had like three. Yeah, so I'm curious. Because that is that is something that um, I talk about where I'm like, oh, all right, you know, because you need to set up your living will like, and everything like that. But yeah, that would be, I wasn't expecting that one. That one took it to a deep place. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I meant. But yeah, but um, I mean, I've had a few health scares, obviously. Um, in my 20s, I found a, a lump in my breast. Mm-hmm. But that this turned out to be something that was um, just a cyst. But like those two days before I was able to get into the doctor, that was a mind fuck a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had Graves disease. I was diagnosed with Graves disease and I was very ill up until then. And then last year, mm-hmm. Last year was a fucking not fun health year. <laughs> so yeah, I can totally relate to that because it would be, it's one of those things if you, it depends what kind of health thing you're talking about. Is it like an illness or are you um, paralyzed or uh, something like that? Um, but um, I don't know really. I hadn't really gone that, that drilled down that far. Um, I just remember, I do remember when I was like in my 20s and uh, there's a guy called Martin Fry. He's the lead singer of ABC, 80s pop fans. And um, there used to be this pop, quiz like quick fire quiz on telly and uh he was the he was the one answering the questions and they said uh what thing do you value the most and he just said immediately my health and i thought wow i never thought about that before because you know you're in your 20s and um you don't think about that but i think as you get older you think about it more it is the thing i value the most so yeah so that is my biggest fear i was thinking in writing do i do i fear anything changing and I think no actually I don't anymore I think if you again if you'd have asked me to two or three years into this writing journey um, when I was still trying to get a foothold on everything and I've been oh maybe it's all going to go tomorrow and I'm going to have to go back to my day job 
but if that does it, I don't have a day job anymore this is my day job and I'm I'm controlling everything I can control and the rest you just have to let happen I don't fear a change in the Amazon algorithm you know I, I think I'm going to keep doing this job and I know that I can write stories that people want to read so I hope to continue it as long as I can and if things change they change and that's just I will deal with it but it's not something I particularly fear now see I do have a writing fear and I think it's a common fear for um creatives um my biggest fear is letting my fans down my biggest fear is I'll hit publish on a certain book and then everyone's absolutely going to realize that I am a complete and total fucking fraud and I can't tell a story to save my life and everything will come crashing down like a house of cards. That is my fear. Every time I have to hit that publish button, all these thoughts are going through me. I usually either have someone in the room or someone on the phone when I have to hit that publish button because I am panicking. Full on panicking. Still. And I've published, what, almost 30 books? <laughs> <laughs> so I still have that fucking fear where everyone's just going to be like, oh my god. Why did I even like you? <laughs> and I know it doesn't make sense because I have a I have a large art team. And so when I get ready to publish a book, I send out the link to my art team. And there are certain people on my art team who, like, with certain books, be like, yeah, this one isn't for me. And I'm totally fine with that because I understand every story affects people differently. I get that part. But I'm still waiting for that one book just to wreck everything. It's yeah, it's a very, yeah, it, it is, but fears don't have to be rational, that's the thing, do they? So, you know, and, and I think, like I said, if, if you'd have asked me this a few years ago, I'd have said probably a similarish thing. And that's not to say that I don't have fleeting fears uh, like that, but I think really deep down in my gut, I, I know I can tell a story, and I know that I'm not going to be for everyone, like you say. So, um, but the people who like my stories like my stories, so I'm okay with that. I think I, I think I know enough now to know that I'm not going to put my name to something that I, I'm not pretty proud of. So, and, and maybe I'll have those irrational fears occasionally when I'm going to hit publish, definitely. But I know deep down that they're not, there's no foundation in them. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I know with JJ, like when I'm going to hit that delete button, I know I'm doing it for the right reason. It's not working. Yeah. And so I know, like, I do, I take all these precautions. I put it through editing. I put it through, like, 200 ARC readers. Like, I understand that. But, yeah, it's still going to come crashing down, Claire. It's still, <laughs> still going to come down on me. I just don't know when. <laughs> wow. If it, if it actually happens, I'm going to feel like this episode was the catalyst. So, sorry, you know, just in case. Oh, can I sue you then? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you are American. Americans are more litigious, right? I don't know. You guys had signs everywhere. It was like, you know, danger, low tree, danger, whatever. And I, I was walking around. I'm like, do they do a lot of lawsuits here? Or they just watch a lot of American television programs? I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, they're our biggest fears. Um, let us know what your biggest fear is. Um, and what do you think? Is it rational or is it irrational? We'd love to know. And do uh, get in touch with us. You can do so by um, commenting on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Twitter us at leswhowrite. Facebook us, Instagram me. And join us next week when we are going to be discussing is self-publishing second best? Well, this is great right after my fear conversation. <laughs> great timing. You're really trying to just get me down. Join us then. Um, until then, take care. Keep writing. 
Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Music